Welcome to the Military Family Research Institute podcast. I'm your guest host, Linda Hughes-Kirchival. We welcome Drs. Janet Kahn and William College, winners of MFRI's Excellence in Research on Military and Veteran Families Award. They're here to discuss their winning research. Janet, start us off. In terms of, of this particular project, I would say I was drawn to offering uh, and conducting research in military, military and veteran space. Um, and that comes from my experience with two wars. One is that I went to college during the Vietnam War and was active in the anti-war movement. Uh, and I feel fine about that and good about that, but I don't feel good about how veterans were treated in that time. And so when I began to see people returning from these more current wars, I thought, we got to do better. Let's figure out something, some better way to be receiving people and greeting people. So that was really the motivation on, for, on my part uh, for this project. And the other is that I spent time in the Middle East, um, in Israel and Palestine, shortly after the signing of the Oslo Accords to actually work on the question of Jerusalem. But uh, part of what I ended up doing was working with children who had gone mute from war trauma. And, um, and I realized that some of the skills I learned in that work might prove to be beneficial to, to adults returning from war. I'm a clinical social worker. I uh, worked in the field of uh, mental health and community mental health services for a long time. And, uh, um, and currently I provide mental health services to veterans and their families through the Veterans Choice Program, uh, which is uh, run by the VA system. Uh, I'm one of the community-based uh, providers that, that works in that. And so I have occasion to work uh, not only with post-9-11 veterans and their families, but other era veterans as well. And Janet mentioned uh, the Vietnam era. I too uh, grew up in the Vietnam era. And in fact, in my, in my practice now, of course, I see some Vietnam veterans. And uh, one of the things I see is that the wounds of war that, that we're dealing with in post-9-11 veterans, uh, you know, you can see there's a trajectory that goes through a, whole, a person's whole life potentially. And so that's one of our rationale for wanting to do this project. How did you then conceptualize this actual research project? So we, um, so we saw that people were coming home, I would say suffering in many ways. Uh, and we saw that, uh, that, coming, that someone coming home in somewhat rugged shape can spread through a family or affects the whole family. And we saw that, um, that not everybody who might benefit from some kind of care or attention was getting it. And I live in Vermont, that's a fairly rural state, and so it seemed that people were not getting care for a number of reasons, one of which was um, being distant from services, so it not being easy to get services. And, um, and so for that reason, I was, or both of us, were really interested in trying to develop something that people could uh, do from home. We really believe in people's capacity to help themselves if you introduce them to some particular things that might be of use and to figure out which of those things would be of most use to them. And so, uh, so for that reason, we created a program that is very patient-driven and patient-controlled, and they aren't even patient person-driven and person-controlled. Mm -hmm. How did you get your, uh, your subjects to study as far as the outcomes of your research? 
Well, we were uh, fortunate to have connections to both the Vermont National Guard and the Oregon National Guard, and we were able to reach out to the family support programs of, of those organizations, and they were very cooperative and helpful, and we, in uh, publicizing, we attended um, Yellow Ribbon events in both states, and, uh, you know, did our recruitment there, uh, so we, we were very fortunate. Now that's that's for the phase one I'm talking about, uh, which was the preliminary study, and then phase two, which was the big full-blown randomized trial, we uh, had the collaboration of IABA, Iraq, Afghanistan Veterans of America, which is, uh, I think, the largest uh, organization of post-9-11 veterans, something like 150,000 members, and they helped with publicity through social media, email uh, to help us recruit the four cities where we had cohorts, uh, which was San Diego, Dallas, Fayetteville, North Carolina, and New York City. So so we were recruiting dyads, not individuals, mm-hmm. couples up there. Um, but when I say couples, could have been a, you know, uh, a veteran and her sister coming in. It didn't have to be a uh, romantic pair, although mostly it was. Okay, so we had created a program called Mission Reconnect, which was available to people. It's a program that you access through the website or a mobile app, um, and it teaches a range of mind-body skills, basically. It teaches people different techniques for uh, relaxation, for improving their mood, for opening their hearts. It's not exactly what we said in the conception, but that's what I would say it does. It teaches people how to shift their mood, quiet their minds and actually uh, shift their neurochemistry a little on purpose. Um, so that's so there's that program. That's what we were offering. We wanted to compare that as you always would compare something to a weightless control. People who are getting nothing but they know they're going to get something later so they stick with the study. But in addition to that, um, we compared <coughs> ourselves to what we thought of as a very reputable and well-documented program that was already offered to military couples called PrEP for Strong Bonds. And that is a program that um, operates under a very different model. They take a small group of couples away to some sort of retreat center uh, for a weekend retreat. So they're both giving people time away from kids and time away from home and sort of romantic and together time, but they also give them over the course of that weekend 12 hours of uh, training in communication skills and anger management skills and maybe you remember more. Yeah, listening skills, heavily focused on listening, communication, and stress reduction uh, techniques. And then the fourth arm, people got both. They went away for for a prep weekend retreat and then at the end of that they were also given access to the Mission Reconnect program because we wanted to see if there was some um, value add to combining those, whether the combination would be better than either of those alone. What were the results? Well, we, we were mainly interested in um, outcomes for uh, depression, anxiety, PTSD. We were also interested in compassion. Uh, we used a scale called the self-compassion scale and um, standard uh, depression, anxiety, PTSD measures as well. And, and we also looked at the effects of um, the massages that people were exchanging 
on symptoms, uh, what you could call acute symptoms, meaning before and after short-term effects of a massage. Um, and we also looked at sleep quality and um, pain levels and sort of a, a long list of clinical outcomes. Yeah, and resilience. There was one measure of someone's capacity to respond to stressful mm-hmm. events. Mm-hmm. So one was how much stress do you perceive, and then a different one was how are you doing on responding to stressful events. So there was a wide range of severity of symptoms in people. There were people who were at the high end of the PTSD scale, for example, and uh, but there was there was also uh, there were also people that. that uh, more moderate levels of PTSD, and likewise a uh, range of severity of depression and uh, stress, and these other, other symptoms. Uh, generally speaking, we found that the strongest uh, positive outcomes were with the Mission Reconnect only arm, uh, which were actually stronger than the combination of Mission Reconnect with Krepler Strong Bonds, which is kind of interesting. And we could speculate there about why would there be that difference. Uh, there were also positive outcomes with the prep for strong bonds alone, arm, and of course the least uh, happened with the weightless control group. But generally speaking, we saw highly significant uh, improvements in uh, depression, anxiety, PTSD levels, uh, self-compassion, and some of the other measures. And, uh, also, the massage effects were highly significant. People really did get the benefits of um, reducing uh, pain, anxiety, tension, uh, some of the irritability. Other, irritability and worry. And, and, worry. and these, these were outcomes both for veterans and partners. So we just described the results, which we wanted to hear. But for me, one of the most important questions was, if we create this program and we give it to them, but nobody's there to tell them when to do it, and nobody's there to tell them how to do it, uh, will they actually do it? Will they actually use it? Because that's a huge issue in healthcare in general. Um, you know, what people call compliance or fidelity or whatever. You know, do you take the meds that I prescribe to you? Do you do the exercise you, we agreed you would do? Have you actually stopped smoking? You know. It's always a question whether someone's going to get with the program and stay with the program. Well, the first thing I was the happiest about was they used it. They used it. I mean, I felt like that ad, Mikey, he ate it. <laughs> so that was great because, you know, it worked hard to create something and we tested it uh, informally and then formally with people from the National Guard to, <coughs> you know, try to find the right way to sort of offer something to people. So, you know, it's really gratifying to think that that was not a total waste of our time and taxpayer money. Yeah. So, uh, so that was great. And then it helps. It helps. I mean, we've had people come out of these things saying, uh, man, you guys are going to save lives with this. And for me, um, the validation of the fact that the, the, the partnership, the dyad, uh, would work together and that that in many ways partners benefited in some places even more than, than the veteran. So the partners, uh, you know, the fact that they mutually reinforced each other's compliance, sorry, that's kind of a harsh word, uh, <laughs> but their utilization of the, of the pra- 
practices. You know, you have that encouragement. They can mutually encourage each other and remind each other. Um, that that really, I think, made a big impact. Thank you for joining us. Engage with Mission Reconnect at missionreconnect.com. To learn more about military and veteran families, visit mfri.purdue.edu and follow MFRI on Facebook and Twitter.